Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff and guess who's with me? It's Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard is Richard's recording from inside a coffin. Yes. We're <laughs> so excited about the funeral, the, the Queen's <laughs> funeral today. That everybody's buying coffins, the, like the bunny glass queen. The coffin dealer came by, and I was like, "How can he? He had a QE two special." And they said, "How can I resist?" <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, well, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of queens, um, <laughs> or, this um, episode is about uh, not about real monarchs who we do uh, acknowledge that many persons have been saddened by their passing, but about fictional monarchs. And uh, this was, I don't know, was this my topic? <laughs> no, this was mine. Okay. Hey, Richard, this was your topic. Yes, it was. Why did you choose it? Because you think you're the king of podcasting? Yes, I am the king. I'm like one of those mattress sellers, you know, yeah. like the king of mattresses. I'm the king of podcasting. No, I was just, you know, with all this, all this stuff happening with the queen and, yeah. you know, the, the succession, succession plan in the UK. I just thought it would be a, a good time to uh, revisit maybe some, some less, less serious kings and queens and princes and princes and princesses and what have you. Yeah. You know, I was kind of observing, I think we've done fictional presidents in this podcast, uh, p- fictional presidents of the United States. And um, in movies, you never see a fictional Queen of England. It's al- it was always <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II. It was never, you know, like Queen Lisa. You know, it was never a fake queen. They couldn't mm. like put, put Morgan Freeman in there and pretend that, uh, you know, whatever, a fake king. He went, up for, was... he went up for the role of Queen Elizabeth II. He did. The two. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II, Queen Elizabeth II, in uh, The Naked Gun, but, you know, just... That's right. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't as powerful back then. <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, so why don't we jump right into the, the category? It's a, fun, it's a fun topic, and uh, Richard uh, selected it so Michael could start. All right. Well, I have, like, a fun, dumb one, which is the one that I thought of immediately, and sometimes I brush those off as, like, well, that's stupid, but... Um, King Ralph from go. the movie King Ralph. Yeah. When nice. you're talking, John, Goodman. John Goodman. Yes. When you're talking also on my about, list. Okay. Also, when you're talking about like secession and uh, what happens when a king or queen dies in this movie's premise, an entire royal family <laughs> dies in a freak explosion via photograph or something. Yeah. So I, I think they're all electrocuted. <laughs> I think that there is this tiny little american dream that you're like really how far how far down the line am i (laughs) yeah how how close am i really from maybe becoming yeah the king of england and um uh king ralph kind of plays into that where he is this uh very uncouth uh typical boisterous american blowhard who finds out that um through various um, infidelities that he is, I guess, the next in line to the throne of uh, King of England. And he comes to England with his brash American ways and turns the place upside down. Maybe he does a Blues Brothers <laughs> member or sings uh, Great Balls of Fire, as I recall. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's something that he does that is very... Li- I think he's like a Vegas show guy as well. Or yeah, something. he's like a lounge singer. There you go. Of course. And... Um, 
you know, the movie's fun and he learns a lesson and everybody learns a lesson. But it's like this this weird, I think, quasi-American dream, whether we it's true or not in my head, maybe because my dad is um, English, that like you think, hmm, well, that entire just country was just about wiped out. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's a fun... I feel like John Goodman has held down that corner of the um, of this typecasting for such a long time, the kind of um, very likable, but kind of, I don't know, you know, a very American, um, but almost almost like a classier Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> mm. um, and so I think that was such, such good casting for that. I, I will also say that I, I think I saw more than a few memes that showed him I'm sure. Yeah, Ralph as being part of the. Why did you choose it, Richard? Um, you know, I part partially because it's just such a dumb concept. Yeah. You know, partially there was an element of me watching all of the ceremonies happening in in England this week and thinking, what would happen? Yeah. If there was like some tainted beef Wellington that got into the <laughs> into the, the 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 banquet or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, this is, this is an example of not necessarily anything to do with, with his fictional monarchs, but boy, is this a movie that relies on one person's charm to get it through. (laughs) I mean, this is basically just let mid-era John Goodman just go nuts. Yeah. Um, I I haven't seen it in a while. I remember, you know. A nice, a nice, sensible chuckle. <laughs> Being there every once in a while, and you know, kind of matching wits with Peter O'Toole as like this stuck-up mm-hmm. butler uh, of sorts. You know, not bad. Uh, was there a love interest? There must have been a love interest. Yeah, there was. There was a uh, love interest who was a uh, exotic dancer. There you go. Of course. Okay. There you okay. Go. Yeah. So I, I just, you know. I, th- I think Michael hit it on the head where it's one of those sort of like, well, maybe anyone could be the king and what would happen? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it could be me. I don't know. Well, it does seem like um, uh, Anne Hathaway ended up doing the female version of that uh, movie. Um, yes. Not as a, not as a slovenly <laughs> person, but uh, as the uh, the uh, princess of Genova. What was that the name of the fictional town the, uh, yeah Genova, genovia i think it was genovia in the yeah. princess diaries yes yeah in the princess diaries and to the sequel so uh okay so uh richard you chose it also but what would your second choice be all right my second choice is crown prince akeem Jaffer of zamunda from wow. the one of 27 roles 37 57 i don't know <laughs> roles that eddie murphy played in the uh hit comedy coming to america yeah and this one is fascinating to me. It's fascinating to me because it's it's a story about royalty that's also mixed with a fish out of water story. And usually things work the opposite way. It's usually somebody who is the King Ralph concept, like you said. The same thing with Anne Hathaway's character in The Princess Diaries. You know, it's somebody who is from a low standing who suddenly is thrust into the world of royalty, you know, the yeah. king and I, the my fair lady, that sort of thing. Yeah. And this is like the opposite. This is someone who is a 
wealthy, powerful person who willingly becomes a nobody in America to try and discover what's, what that's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I think yeah. I think it's just fascinating. And, and look, it's, it's an incredibly funny movie. Maybe there are parts of it that didn't age quite as well as other parts. I haven't watched it in a little bit, but I'm just assuming since it's Eddie Murphy in the late eighties, early nineties, it probably, there are some, probably some scenes where you, you would cringe a little bit. Yeah. But it's a charming film. And it's just one of those ones where you, you watch it and it's just like, just like I said with John Goodman, that kind of star quality. Eddie Murphy just is just radiating star quality, which maybe that's something why it works for him to be playing a, playing royalty. Maybe you buy it because he's, there's just something about him that's, that comes off that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I would say the cringe for anybody who is encountering the movie for the first time and uh, wants to indict it, uh, you are absolutely right to do so. But uh, see the second, see the sequel before you do, because it's definitely shown how much uh, the filmmakers and Eddie Murphy have uh, understood a little bit more (laughs) about uh, um, it's more woke than than um, you would expect. So yeah, Eddie Murphy and woke are not things you normally expect to go together. So I'm glad yeah. to hear that. I have not seen coming to America. Is that what it is with the number two? Is it okay? Yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know. I'm assuming that's what it yeah. is. It seemed like that was the first big movie out of the pandemic. Um, I forget where it landed. Maybe it was on Netflix or something like that. Yeah, it was a Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah. That's it. What in terms of Eddie Murphy on film. I think his star quality shines through, but coming to America is still somewhat of a pastiche of almost SNL type of characters. You know, the old men, mm-hmm. the, um, the musician, you know, funny music. It could almost be a series of sketches. But yeah, I think what's so fun about that is, um, yeah, as a king, he is having so much fun with the trappings of non-wealth, um, which is so fun and and i guess that's yeah something we've seen before but still still really great okay michael what's your second one uh i uh my second choice is um the evil queen from snow white and seven dwarfs now what i liked about her as a monarch which is she is so self-interested she doesn't care about her there's no care about the kingdom and what's to be there's no care about her, um, like, daughter-in-law. You know, she kind of, I believe in the story, she married in to, like, the royalty. Effectively, the king died. I don't know if she poisoned him. She probably did. You know, she's the quote-unquote <laughs> evil queen. She's also kind of a witch and a, um, uh, someone who uh, has uh, into nefarious things. But she's so concerned with... Um, you know, she has this ultimate power over seemingly this entire kingdom that uh, the princess is reduced to a scullery maid. Yeah. All because of just like the threat to her um, character as uh, uh, a queen that someone could possibly come in and, you know, marry into that and usurp her and she would be seen as something less than. And I think often in like these fictional stories with kings and queens it reflects the sense of 
someone coming in and turning over the power that be. And not that Snow White had any sort of intentions of that. She was just a 14-year-old kid who just happened to be, I don't know, one day to be better looking than than the already most beautiful person in like the kingdom. I think that's the thing that's like, she already has all this power. She already has all this beauty. She already has all this wealth. And someone, just this one thing that kind of uh, would potentially evade her uh, or this one uh, aspect of her power that would um, dissolve, uh, you know, motivates her to, you know, the irony turning into a haggard old witch and being truly ugly, physically speaking, to get rid of this girl. It's just... I don't know. I uh, I think uh, we'll probably talk a lot about, you know, very good benevolent monarchs and kings and people that are trying to do the right thing. Ah, she's not. She's, <laughs> she's, she's really she's in it for herself. Um, you know, it's funny. I was um, there's a podcast that uh, called Revolutions by Mike Duncan. He did like the history of Rome and he's written a lot about um, different revolutions over history and he's like at the very tail end of like he's been doing this last podcast run for I don't know 10 years or so and a lot of the things that he talks about is how he just kind of wrapped up one of his like second to last episode talking about how so many of the different revolutions throughout history could have been happened if there was just a smarter person behind the wheel of a monarchy or a kingdom or whatever it was, the emperor or king or what have you, if they just bent a little bit or they're just like smarter, but it's just like all these, <laughs> um, all these like true dumbasses that come in. And um, I, I thought just uh, she really, you know, uh, what's up? What's the word cuts off her nose to spite her face mm-hmm. to throw it all away over a small thing feels very regal and very, very much in line with what other stupid monarchs do. Yeah. <laughs> was that, did he also say like Hitler, like Hitler made a lot of mistakes. Are <laughs> there people there were like kind of screwed up time and time again? I um, don't know. He, he, he never kind of got into like the, he ended with like the Russian revolution of like, you know, 1918. So he never quite got to world oh. war two or anything. Like his last one was, he basically talked about going for, uh, his first revolution was uh, the English revolution and King Charles, the mm-hmm. first Charles II, okay. one of the Charles, yeah. and then ended, you know, American Revolution, but basically about all these powerful people uh, being very stubborn and stupid, and she feels <laughs> like right in line with that. <laughs> okay, well, those are some fun choices. Uh, let's take a break from those fun choices and tell our audience that they can get into the action at the Mount Rushmore podcast by suggesting a topic. We've had an onslaught of non-suggestions. <laughs> so many. So many have not come in. Uh, the, almost anything would be practically, practically flooded. Practically flooded. Um, it's like, uh, it's like uh, you know, in like, uh, I'm going to keep it with cartoons. It's like Mickey and the Beanstalk. You know, the, the yeah, land is right. dry. That's Everything's right. drying up. Old Bossy is like giving powdered milk over here. Wait, I think we got a suggestion. Give up the podcast. Oh, that's a fun topic. Oh, never. We will never. Pasta shapes, pasta shapes, pasta shapes. Pasta shapes. Please <laughs> do the pasta funny. shapes episode. And it sounds like I'm joking. I am being sarcastic, but I'm also not joking. You know, we've had past uh, topic contributors become participants in the show, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, the next coolest thing you could do, actually, it's really cool, is to share our podcast on social. We have Instagram. We have 
Twitter, we have Facebook, and you could enlighten your friend into this amazing uh, podcast where these uninformed guys ramble on. Uh, yeah. Wait, that's all podcasts. Yeah, that is. And we're white, so that makes the, the difference. Yes. Wait. Yes, that's it. Oh, um, and, and honestly, guys, word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. That's one of the most important ways that people discover podcasts. So if you like the show, just drop it in a conversation with your friends. So yeah. if you're just, you know, if you guys are discussing, you know, you know, your buddy's getting a divorce. Hey, buddy, I Y'all really feel terrible about that. But you know what would make you feel a lot better? Listen to this great podcast. Listen to this great podcast. <laughs> and also every year, you know, um, shop Christmas season's coming up. It's a great gift. It is? Yeah. yeah. Wrap it up. Send we have gift cards. Gift we can cards. send you a gift card for one free podcast. <laughs> it will be written on a piece of paper that I will fold up and mail to you. We put more energy into this part of the podcast <laughs> than the rest. Okay. Uh, so I think maybe it's Richard's going for his third. Yes, it is. Okay. And maybe my mic is fixed or maybe it's not. Who the hell knows? I don't know. Uh, um, third choice is along Michael's lines a little bit. It's the Queen of Hearts mm, from yeah. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. Um, because whenever you think of a tyrannical queen running around saying off with their heads... Oh yeah, that's where you get the idea from. Most kills, I think, of any like Disney more more than Thanos, I think. Yes, of any <laughs> Disney property <laughs> of any beloved Disney uh, yeah. character, the Queen of Hearts, yeah. rampaging and beheading people. Yeah, you know, for fun, for the kids, for the kids. No, I, I, I just love the concept of an actual playing card queen coming to life like you could think she wasn't like the three of spades or the you know six of clubs or something like that mm-hmm. that she's an actual card that is happens to be the queen that happens to be the queen of whatever of, of wonderland this her little realm um and yeah i just just the the sheer instance in, in, in a book and then also a because i don't i don't acknowledge the Tim Burton, Alice in Wonderland. I've never seen it, so I, I, okay. I don't have to acknowledge it. But in the classic Disney version of it, uh-huh. just a bonkers character. Yeah. And I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chaos, kind of chaos personified. Uh, and all these people around trying to appease uh, her, knowing that, you know, they'll get theirs eventually. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder who that sounds like. Is there any recent leaders who are like completely oh, yeah. bonkers oh, and yeah. have staff members running around trying to appease them? Yeah, I don't know. And knowing that they're going to get turned on at some point? Hmm. Yeah. hmm. Well, that, that doesn't sound like anyone I would know. Yeah, she's the ultimate, like, you know, um, she's at the pinnacle of this triangle of a crazy world. Like, everything else in the world is crazy. Why wouldn't the leader of the world be crazy, too, and be contradictory and everything that she says and does when you you know you talk to the mad hatter and march Hare and everything else doesn't make any sense so of course it's not like the the queen out there is going to come up and be the sensible one you know that's obviously Mm -hmm. alice's role but um yeah good choice richard that's an interesting um observation too amongst the disney um uh oeuvre (laughs) (laughs) the leaders are often very um, malevolent and they're often the ones uh, 
and it, that, that I think knowing that they do pull some one of their characters from um, these kind of uh, um, feudal <laughs> times, dark ages, um, fairy tales, it does all make sense of these kind of horrible, horrible <laughs> monarchs. Uh, but yeah, good point. Lewis Carroll world is topsy turvy, upside down. Why wouldn't be? Why wouldn't the the monarch be that way too? Yeah. Okay. Winfield, your third one is what? Uh, my third choice is um, Prince Namor from oh, Marvel wow. Comics, <laughs> who eventually, I believe, he be, at some point became king of Atlantis, another fictional realm. Um, oh really? And- I just bought tickets on. Uh oh. Oh God! <laughs> it's a sunk cost, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, um, what What I like about Namor, as opposed to Aquaman, who's another king of Atlantis, is that um, I mean they're both basically. I, I think uh, Namor came out before Aquaman, and Aquaman ultimately became more of a heroic kind of uh, version of it. He's a little bit more super heroic than Namor is. Namor is often this um, depicted as a hero mm-hmm. fighting in World War One, But then he comes back and he's kind of a villain and has his own uh, motivations for wanting to destroy the surface world. And he has like this dual kind of, um, kind of split personality thing where he's very regal and very um, full of himself and will not be talked down to. But at the same time, uh, will do the right thing until it suits his purpose very it's very he's very much in line with it feels like um just any sort of like tyrannical mm-hmm. uh ruler who's like I'll, I'll work with you until it's not going to work for me and then i'm going to do my own thing and here's a giant whale that's going to smash your city so <laughs> what are you going to mm-hmm. do yeah but um i think in the comics he's written as partially kind of crazy partially uh, maybe even schizophrenic maybe like uh, his kind of world, if he's kind of unbalanced, spending too much time above the sea and too much time beneath the sea, one thing gets kind of switched on and off with him. And um, uh, I don't know if it makes him a good king. It makes him certainly like a powerful king. That, um, it, But um, I don't know. I, I kind of just like him more than Aquaman mm-hmm. too. Like, it's fun <laughs> to be, it, you know, heroes are good and everything. And I really like a a true blue pure superhero you know spider-man is the best mm-hmm. there's no real conflict in what spider-man does as a hero namor often is um he kind of swims in that gray area mm-hmm. yeah i'm assuming like he's a loki type character where he can turn do a heel turn <laughs> or be in in the world of um he's a gray area character and yeah i think that's an interesting observation that and and also that's an interesting aspect of i think royalty in that they dwell in two different worlds they walk among us or they're forced to sometimes but they're really treated like deities so in a way they're kind of like um godlike characters he's also like his character is also kind of this one that's that comes from like low birth status i believe that like his father was like a fisherman like just oh. a human fisherman and his mother was like i don't know the queen or the princess of atlantis so he's uh king ralph in that way where he's maybe he has like the physical superhuman powers of 
Atlanteans or whatever. I believe he's actually technically like the first Marvel mutant. I think he's considered to be a mutant in their world or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But he, you know, he rises to power, not necessarily, I mean, by, by birth and by whatever, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't come from like a pure, atlantis atlantis sort of stock and i think aquaman is very much the same way i think his mother was like a princess or something and his father was like mm-hmm. i don't know a fisherman they're, they're yeah. the same guy that's funny because in a way he almost seems like spock from uh star mm. trek uh, they even got Love the same haircut yeah <laughs> same eyebrows same yeah, ears same haircut. Ears. <laughs> did you no. have you have we checked um spock's uh ankles to see if he has little tiny wings oh, on i him? haven't seen that we got to check is that canon? I wonder. Um, okay, Richard, what's your last one? My last one, sticking in the comic book world, uh, would be Princess Shuri of Wakanda. Oh, awesome. The Literally the smartest person in the world. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark, moron. Yeah. Doctor Strange, idiot. Reed Richards. Reed Richards. Community college professor, maybe. Yeah, at, at best. Yeah. Um. Just a lovely character who I mainly know, you know, as, as you guys know, I'm not a huge comic book reader myself. So I mainly know it from the, know her from the MCU. Um, and just as played by Letitia Wright, just such a, such a ball of energy mm-hmm. and just, a, a, just, you know, it's really unfortunate. We're not going to see in particular her interactions with Chadwick Boseman again. Because yeah. I think those were some of the best parts of Black Panther. We're seeing the two of them and the chemistry they had and the way that she would, that, that Shuri being so confident in her abilities to do what she does, which is all of the technology and invention stuff. Mm-hmm. And so confident in, in her knowledge that she is in fact much smarter than her brother. Yeah. That she can pretty much put him down at any point, at any time, even though he is Black Panther. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, it will be interesting to see where they go with this with the upcoming Black Panther sequel. Mm-hmm. Knowing the little I know about the comic book version of Shuri, I know at some point she actually becomes the Black Panther mm-hmm. for a period of time. So I will be curious to see whether or not they go down that route and sort of hand the... Uh, hand the official mantle over to her. I, I kind of hope that they do, because I think that would be a, a fascinating way to go with the character. Yeah. To have a Black Panther who obviously will still have be the physical side of things, but will also be really smart. And I would assume use that as much as anything else. Mm-hmm. I was concerned when I was reading Ironheart, there's a young uh, whiz kid um, named Riri, Williams and she kind of takes on the mantle of she becomes her version of Iron Man and I was I think when I saw that I was concerned oh are they going to try to morph those two characters together and not just because they're not because they're persons of color and it seems like media only wants x amount of stories about persons of color but just because they're still I don't know. I was just Marvel does that. You know, they take sure. Hank, Hank Pym out of Avengers and put Iron Man in there or whatever. So, um, but yeah. So although those, I remember when we were uh, <laughs> doing Shakespeare, uh, the the people around the king um, 
let you know what kind of a king they are. And if they are afraid of him, then he's an asshole. If they love him, then he's wonderful. If they can tease him like like uh, Shuri can, then he must be fabulous. And that gave so much insight into his character that his kid sister could uh, bust his chops. Bust his chops, and he would just smile and because he loves her so much. So yeah, that yeah, was a just great a great character. And I, yeah. like I said, I'm excited to see more of her mm-hmm. as we go further on in the phase. 12 of the Marvel Universe, whatever we're in right now. Yeah, whatever no, it is. Never ending. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm a big fan of... Are you guys current or watching She-Hulk? Yeah, it's great. Yes, yeah. it's great. It's one of the only Marvel series that I've, I'll watch twice in a week. Then I'll see the episode once to kind of just suck it in and then watch again for the, uh, you know, feminist observations. <laughs> you know, the things that, that it reveals about... Um, not, not what it takes to be a Hulk, but what, t- what it takes to be Jennifer Walters. You know, it's just women, the, the Hulk is, <laughs> being a Hulk is one thing, but being a woman is so damn hard. <laughs> that's that just, just be what Well, stop she, being a Hulk or not. Being a yeah. She-Hulk or just a She. Yeah, She. Uh, in fact, it's the She part that seems like everybody has a, <laughs> a hard problem with the yeah. politics around that. Okay, wrap it up, Winfield. Um, I realized that I kind of leaned really heavily villainous in my, um, in my picks. I'm going to continue that into the last one. I had a couple that I was going back and forth between, but listen, there was no greater delight in, you know, RIP Queen Elizabeth II in seeing a, uh, monarch die than Joffrey Baratheon in um, in Thrones. And he was really like, really just the worst little shit. And, um, you know, we've been watching the newer, like, House of the Dragon show, and the king on that seems like a, eh, no spoilers, no, so far, seems like a pretty good guy. Oh, okay. He's in it for the country. Mm -hmm. And then you just, uh, it seems like it at least, you know, and then, um, you know, you think back about just your first introduction to, like, this little sniveling boy prince, and then his eventual ascension to like the throne and the way that, like you said, like to see how he treats people or how he is, uh, how people react around him. Mm-hmm. And he's just like the worst aspects of everything. He's psychotic and he's malevolent and he's cruel. And he's just, just one bad dude that like no amount of like love seems to be able to, uh, change his ways. He's not looking for that. He's just like this awful little Toady, yeah. gross. Oh, he's so good at being such a bad king. And like when he died, oh, it was just so, it was so <laughs> satisfying. How did, how did he? No, oh, that's spoilers. I don't know. It's a show that is ten years old at this point. Okay. Uh, he was uh, poisoned on his at like his wedding feast. Sweet. And like his death was so gruesome. It's just so like, oh, so satisfying. So wait, wait, wait. Whoa, you're telling me a wedding goes badly in the Game of Thrones universe? That's right. What? But, um, you know, I think that ultimately we're talking about these people that wield power and how they wield power. You know, are they looking out for someone? Are they looking out for themselves? Usually it seems to be the latter and how they can propagate their own progeny mm-hmm. and how even as king he you know was ultimately revealed to he wasn't the 
quote unquote true true king or whatever that was all kind of oh um uh, but just it monarchy and like these fictional monarchs can um really uh emphasize these traits and i think that um he was just the ultimate in all these vile things yeah it's amazing how this person how often monarchs are are villains i guess because they always have the ultimate power and they can do so much that you're just bad guy can't do so well, like Richard's, like Richard's choice earlier. I mean, he, uh, you know, through the Queen of Hearts, she's just yelling off with her heads for yeah. no other reason than for painting, uh, you know, a flower the wrong color, mm-hmm. and the wrong color was her choice, mm-hmm. and she changed her mind, and it's just like, well, there you go. Yeah, painting the roses red, no blue, no pink, no purple. Uh, okay, dudes, that was fun, fun choice or of a topic. Hats off to Richard. You're the king of. Mount the Rocking king of podcasts. choices. The huh. king of choices. Um, so let's just say picking some. I like Prince Namor. I thought that was fun. And we got to go with John Goodman as King Ralph. Uh, every time I see John Goodman, I think, is this the last? No, I'm not going to say it. We've killed too many people here on the Mount Rushmore podcast. Yeah, let's. Yeah. let's we like John Goodman. Let's, yeah, let's we like keep his, his, keep his name out of your mouth. Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Um, let's go with. Uh, Princess Shur- Shuri. Um, may- maybe she someday be queen. Uh, does she have to fight a woman, though? Do you think she has to fight somebody to be Black Panther? Yes, Ronda Rousey. Oh, shit. Well, everybody beat up there, Carol. <laughs> okay. Um, and let's see. Uh, King Akeem? What was his last yeah, name? Crown Prince Akeem. Crown Prince Akeem. Okay. And I think that's... That's four? Yeah, that's four. Let's do it. Okay, cool. My dudes, it's great to talk to you. My liege. My liege. Yes, our lord. (laughs) This has been the Mount Rushmore Fictional Monarchs. I'm always Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. And I'm I'm Jeff. And I'm Richard. And I'm Michael. Yay. (laughs) 